Wealth, yoga, wine. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Valerie Hill. Five steps forming problems. I want you to think of a really challenging situation. Not something that happens every day to you, but one that makes you go, oh, snap, I got to take care of this. The first step is to acknowledge it. And that means don't run away from it. Don't put it off until the next week. Let's say it's the mortgage company who's calling you because you're behind on mortgage payments because of the pandemic. Send them a payment. Send them a small payment. Write them a letter. You don't have to pick up the phone and call them. I know that's stressful. I've been through it with this pandemic. So acknowledge it. Secondly, neutralize the problem. What does that mean? It means do not be dramatic. Do not be emotional. Do not be hysterical. That's how you neutralize the problem. All of that is not going to help you have clarity and move forward in finding the solution. You want to control the outcome. Once you get emotionally involved in neutralizing a problem, you can't neutralize the problem. So don't get emotional. The third one, find the possible good. I know that is nigh impossible. An example that I'm going through, I own 40 acres and three houses in Hyde Park, New York. Everything's on the market to be sold, and we're pretty sure it's going to be sold this weekend. One of my tenants who lives in my house has decided, because of the pandemic, that she's not going to pay rent. Not going to sign a lease. Not going to do anything that a responsible tenant would do. She has the money to pay rent, but she has learned from this large nonprofit that helps Section 8 people, and there's nothing wrong with Section 8 people except for those who want to be victims, that she is going to embrace their concepts of not being responsible. She's made herself a victim. Now, what would be the good from this? Well, the good, I have invoked the laws of the universe, that they are manifesting these new owners who love the property so much that they are willing to take on the risk of dealing with this person. And that's what I believe is going to be the possible good. The possible good is by this weekend, my property will be in contract and I will never have to deal with these people again. I'm not going to focus on what she's trying to do to me. I'm not going to become a victim. Whatever she's trying to do, I simply won't let it control me. And that's how I'm invoking the possible good out of the situation that I'm being tested by the laws of the universe and they want to see one more time how I'm going to deal with an unruly tenant. Well, I'm giving it over to the universe and I'm going to let them manifest the sale of my property because I am giddy with the belief that my property is going to be sold. And the good that's going to come out of this is she's going to have to work with somebody probably who's not as sweet and gentle as me. And the good is that the darn place is going to be sold by this weekend. The fourth step is activate the good. That is pretty much the same idea that I just enunciated. I'm going to call on the universe. I'm going to believe. I'm going to have the faith that this whole transaction with her nastiness toward me and refusing to pay rent, even though she has the money, 
all this is happening as a last test by the universe and I'm going to pass it with flying colors because I know that these new owners love this property. They want to have spiritual retreats there. Now, how amazing is that? They're the perfect buyers. They're the perfect owners and they're going to work their own magic in dealing with this nasty little person. That's how you activate the good. Use your imagination. Sometimes the good is not always going to be present immediately. Imagine the end result you want. You want. That's how you activate the good. Remember that your imagination is your number one tool in every situation. Even dealing with a, a crazy bank. See your end result that you want out of this. And lastly, this is tricky too, be calm and be grateful. The easiest way to become calm is to learn how to breathe deeply. I know that there are so many situations that we have experienced during the pandemic where we might wake up in the middle of the night. And Kundalini Yoga, which I have studied for over 26 years, has taught me a really wonderful breathing exercise that will calm you immediately, especially if you wake up in the middle of the night, have a bit of a panic attack over a tenant who won't pay rent. Any situation that's stressful. It's called left nostril breathing. You put either your thumb or your forefinger or your pointer finger on your right nostril and you breathe in deeply only and exhale only through your left nostril. That's why it's called left nostril breathing. It activates one of the things in our brain, let's just say melatonin, so that you can go back to sleep or, or that you can relax and be calm. Mary Morrissey, while this doesn't have anything to do with Kundalini Yoga, she has also taught another breathing exercise that will help you not only be calm, but improve your clarity. When we're facing large problems, being clear in the actions that we want to take, how to respond, the best way is going to be through clarity. And this is an interesting breath. Think of a, a rectangle. You breathe in deeply through your nose, down to your belly button, to the count of eight. Count to four. Exhale to the count of eight. Hold your breath again to the count of four. So look at this as a triangle. You're going to breathe in through your nose and try to push it down to your stomach. So you breathe in to the count of eight. Hold it to the count of four. Exhale through your nose and then hold it again to the count of four. This is going to bring calmness and clarity to you, and it's much easier to make decisions that way. As I mentioned before, Kundalini Yoga has taught me so much over 26 years. It has taught me how to deal with very serious situations. I just found out that one of my best friends has breast cancer, and I just sent Har Prakash an email and asked her what is the best Kriya for me to do every morning to help her get through this. And this is what Kundalini is about. Kundalini Yoga has science and technology, just like what Mary Morrissey teaches us and Bob Proctor and Price Pritchett. Science and technology that will move you through this world that is still in a pandemic and such upheaval for us. Try Kundalini Yoga. 
wine. I want to make a correction from my last podcast because I said that I drink rosé every day, 365 days a year. That is so untrue. Number one, I don't drink every day. Because I was in the fine wine spirits and fine wine and spirits industry for 26 years, it almost doesn't hold any allure for me. And that's because you're around it every day. At least for me. I know certainly I've met people in the industry where it it definitely was a problem for them. I do want to say in relation to the wine and spirits world, we were going through some tariffs with the previous administration. I'm not getting into politics. However, those have been rescinded, and that was really good news for people who drink French wine, like me, because I'm a Francophile. That's very good news. Lastly, I want to suggest, if you are open to trying new wines and you trust your, your wine store buyer, start looking into joining a wine club. There is a nice boutique wine store in St. Petersburg, Florida. Edith is the store owner. She has been in this wine industry, spirits industry, for uh, almost 40 years, probably. Well, let me say, uh, sorry, Edith, I'm not trying to make you older. About 30-some-odd years. Her parents owned a a store forever, and she was exposed to fine wine spirits uh, from a young age. She has a really cool concept for her wine club. She has two tiers. One is at $50, and one is $100, and... The benefit of this for people who want to experiment is she knows particular customers' tastes so and price points, and she chooses three to four wines to go in each type of wine club. These choices are not really available to the regular public. Therefore, you have a feeling of elitism in a fun way because it's, it's just wine. But it's nice to have somebody come to the store and be really thrilled with what you've chosen for your wine club. I strongly suggest that you try wine clubs in your area. It's a commitment. They usually want you to do three to six months, but it's fun for you because then you just you go in every week or two or a month to find out what your new wines are. It's, she says people, <coughs> excuse me, people consider it like a holiday to go in and not have to shop for wine. Wine clubs, it's a good investment. To wrap this up, the five steps to transforming problems. Acknowledge it. Neutralize the problem. Find the possible good. I know it's tricky. Activate the good. Use your imagination. And be calm and be grateful. And be grateful is going to sound something like this. If it's specifically an individual who is trying to push you into being a victim and control you with their circumstances, send them blessings and send them peace and forgive their behavior. So many people are unskilled. You become skilled. I'm not a life coach. I'm not a consultant. I do this podcast every week so that I can help hundreds of people on a daily basis improve their lives in super easy, positive ways. Merci et au revoir.